Good morning, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Kevin Birch. I'm president of Jet Express Trucking. Also, uh, this year's uh, I'm your chairman of the American Trucking Association, so I take the, take that job very seriously. Uh, I have 236 days left uh, to be the, the chairman. I'm traveling quite a bit and, and still active with the company of Jet Express Truckload Carrier. But in saying that, I'm really uh, this is my uh, uh, wheel. Uh, house, if you will. This is right up my alley because I'm an image person. Uh, some of you might know me from the Trucking Moves America Forward, co-chairman and uh, co-founder. But more importantly, this is my 43rd year of trucking. It's the only thing I've ever done. been recruiting, been in operations, and done some other things. But we're not here to talk about me. Uh, generally, I'm on the panel. I'm the moderator, so I'm only going to moderate some questions and been working uh, with these four gentlemen to my left and <coughs> right. Uh, America's Road Team. How many people have heard of America's Road Team? Everybody. That's good. They've heard about you guys. Yeah. There's over 400. I'm going to do a little intro here. There's over 400 of these gentlemen and ladies, professional drivers, if you will, that are America's Road Team. Come on in. So in saying that, uh, every two years uh, they're selected. Uh, I've been involved in the selection process the last uh, couple times. Uh, along with some other judges, including uh, people from the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration and some other leaders and ATA people. It's not easy. It starts out with thousands of applicants. It gets reduced down to approximately 100. And then we, and this, this uh, stage, uh, about a month ago, we were down to 32. And then from that 32, we went down to 20. So we just uh, got those, uh, those applicants in and, and uh, awarded. Uh, gentlemen, my left represent. I'm going to each. I'm going to have them introduce each one of them. Uh, what companies that they drive for, and how many years safe driving. But more importantly, they're seasoned, well seasoned, and uh, not everybody can be a road team captain. But as I mentioned, we have over 400 that uh, are utilized later on, and this is an example of the cream of the cream that we have here today. Uh, it takes a few years to get into it, and generally they spend about 15 to 20 days a year. Uh, on the road at different exhibitions and, and conferences. So that's why we're here today. We're really glad. Now, here's the format. I'm a numbers guy, so we're going to do 20 minutes of recruiting, 20 minutes of uh, retention, and then we're going to do some Q&A. And we really had a good uh, session uh, yesterday. So uh, if you've got a question that's burning, just raise your hand. Otherwise, we'll go through and, and do the Q&A at the end. But uh, uh, these uh, pick their brains are really good. And then I throw some hard balls and some curveballs too. So. That's the good thing. So, pleasure to be here. Let's uh, crank this thing off. And uh, uh, Steve, why don't you introduce yourself and, and pass it down. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Steve Fields. I work for uh, YRC Freight out of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I've got 3.1 million miles without an accident. Uh, I was named to the road team in 2007. And uh, glad to be here. I'm Don Logan. I'm with Fred FedEx Freight out of Topeka, Kansas. Uh, I've been driving a truck for 31 years. 26 of those with FedEx. I have uh, 2.6 million safe driving miles, and I've been on the road team since 2013. Good morning. I'm Alan Boyd. I drive for Walmart Transportation. I've been in uh, been a driver for 35 years. I've got just over 3 million safe driving miles. Uh, I've been on the uh, road team since 2011. Good morning. I'm Kenny Lowry, also with Walmart Transportation. I've been in the industry for 42 years. Uh, I got 3.8 million safe miles, and been the last 29 years of it's with Walmart. Um, and I was on Allen's team in uh, 2011. Okay, we will, we will get a little bit 
history and we're going to kind of start off slow and then get into some uh, diff more difficult questions but uh, and, and why why did you get in it and how did you get in it well i i uh, have a farming background so i uh, used to operating large equipment you know since i was able to reach the pedals basically um, my first time driving a truck was on the family farm on locally at 14 years old on a farmer's permit i was driving a two-ton silage truck on the road uh, so the day i turned 18 got my class a cdl um, had some odd jobs between 18 and and 20. Um, some of those driving some not worked in a truck tire shop had the opportunity to get a local driving job which was called uh, arkansas freightways at the time and uh, and i got on there uh, loved every minute of it uh, more money than i than i'd ever made uh, in my life at that time you know progressed into i did that for six years and then got on the road with them and been doing that for the last 20. thanks don and steve want to uh, give us a couple of thoughts on uh, you're with yrc yeah my my grandpa was a uh, truck driver for tgny uh, i used to ride with him uh, since i was probably eight many many miles with him and i just loved being in the truck it was it was so much fun i, I told him yesterday i said I used to think it was because he enjoyed my company, but about halfway through unloading that trailer, I figured out <laughs> maybe it's not my company. <laughs> but I got into trucking. You know, I've, I've worked in factories. I've worked in punch time clocks, and I've never really been that guy. I, I don't like being told when I can have my lunch and, you know, like the, the, the freedom. I mean, I have to be motivated and, and make my schedules, but... Uh, that's what I like about trucking. That's kind of why I got into it because uh, never been a big time clock guy. So, well, Steve, why don't you pass that on down to Kenny? And, and Kenny, why don't you talk a little bit on, on our industry? What do you think? I mean, you work for uh, Walmart. You said I think uh, 42 years you've been a driver. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? And, and we're going to deep dive into some of these things because we got a lot of recruiters in the off in the office in the room here. And uh, why don't you give us some ideas on, on how we can do a better job on recruiting. Do you have some comments on that? I do. Um, we, we talked about this yesterday also. Um, for me, it's about image. I, I think you have to build your image of your company and reputation. Um, at Walmart, we wear uniforms. I, I get commented all the time about how nice Walmart drivers always look when they're getting out of the truck. Um, you know, and, and I think it carries a long way, but your reputation can, in my opinion, can make you or break you. Um, if you. If you have a driver that has a very bad experience and he gets into a truck stop, he's going to start talking and he's going to talk to everybody he sees. He's just trying to get this off of his chest. And I think that kind of damage can, can you know, just keep right on snowballing. So. For me, I, I think image and reputation are the, the two big things that, that we all need to work on. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Don, you got some comments. I know you had some yesterday, and they were pretty pretty good spot on. Yeah, the, the, you know, when we talk about image, and, and we're not just talking about for your company, you know, we've got to correct the image of, of how a truck driver has been portrayed in the trucking industry for the last 40 years. So, you know, we have some definitely have some ground to make up but you know my personal thoughts are um, you know and, and you see this a lot at, at shippers or you know there's not that many people at, at truck stops but uh, you know when you see somebody getting out of a truck and walking across the parking lot wearing you know pajama bottoms and flip-flops that's not the image that I I want to 
that does not mean you need to wear a uniform. All that means is you need to be presentable, you know, clean pair of jeans, clean shirt, you know, maybe a polo shirt, maybe a button up shirt, something. Just be presentable to, to not just your shippers, but to the general public to help correct the image of America's truck driver today. And, you know, one of the things that, that uh, uh, somebody said they seen at a truck stop one time that I thought was great was it was on the back, on the exit side of a uh, restroom door at a truck stop. It was a full length mirror. And above it said, would you give your freight to this driver? You know, so that, that that's a place to start right there. And as, as a driver, I've always admired companies like FedEx and, and Walmart and ABF and companies like that, and, and there's a lot of them out there uh, that make their hold their drivers' feet to the fire, so to speak. And that that's the kind of companies that make it's attractive to me as a driver. So if I would ever want to leave, I would go to a place like that because I want to surround myself with positive, uh, not just positive people, but a positive company, you know, and, and to do things to do things right. So. Uh, that's very attractive to drivers, I think. Thanks, Steve. You know, let me uh, ask the audience here, how many people have, uh, say, company uniforms that they can buy? Okay. You know, in our case, you know, being a, a partner in a company, you got to look at the expenses. But as Don mentioned, you know, it doesn't have to be a full-blown $80 shirt, you know, uniform with the pants and the stripes and everything else. I mean, we're all, we all kind of know what's, what these gentlemen uh, use. But uh, a sports shirt, your logo, I mean, drivers, this is a, as a suggestion at, at our company. We do two for one. Uh, you know, we, we buy them a shirt. They buy a shirt. They got a little skin in the game. And then and then we buy them a shirt. They buy a shirt. And you get their logo on. And it's that type of thing. So there's ways to get around it. Uh, Alan, let me, uh, you're at Walmart. Is there any uh, thoughts that you have as far as uh, to attract drivers or something that your company does or, or things that you've learned over your years of driving? Yeah, I mean, Walmart has a lot of uh, programs for drivers uh, to get them. Uh, we have you know, drivers that work six days and off three. Uh, that's three drivers and two trucks. Um, we have guys that work five days and off five days. That's two drivers with one truck. I mean, so you're utilizing the equipment, but it also gives the drivers opportunities to be home and, and get some of that quality time. Um, and, and we also do a lot of community events. Um, going into the schools and things like that not just truck driving schools but high schools you know you you think about it in elementary schools toucher trucks things like that just getting out in the community being seen and although obviously you're not going to recruit somebody from elementary school but when you think about it how many of those kids are ever going to have uh, any kind of an image of a truck or a truck driver you know the only image you have is the one they see on TV where it says you know if you're involved in an accident with a truck we can get money for you you know, um, so they never see that. So just getting out there and, and giving those kids, a, a, you know, a, a view of what trucks are and what truck drivers are uh, can be huge. Thanks, Alan. Kenny, uh, do you want to add a couple of comments? Well, <clears throat> the only thing I would add to that is, is we get one shot at our first appearance. You know, when you go into these schools or when you go into any kind of community event, look the part you know i mean if we're doing it for our company walmart has our our uniform shirts have 
you know, um, the facility we run out of. I run out of Lawrence, South Carolina, and there's a Lawrence patch on my shoulder. There's an American flag on my shoulder. I've got three million accident mile patch on my on my right shoulder. You know, and my name and the company and all that. They like <coughs> us to wear that, and it's that first appearance. You know, you only get one shot at it. So, um, if you send people in, I mean, I, I think that's it's it's important. You got you got to make a make a an impression that first time. Okay, you said it multiple there. You, you probably got tattoos too. <laughs> no, no tattoos, but they will cover you up with, with patches if you let them. Yeah. Only, only if you're old. Only if you're old, all right. Yeah. Well, let me add a little something. I mean, I have a, a tendency to, to, I don't want to, like I said, we've got some great panelists here, but I, I've got some real time <coughs> stories, if you will. If you're even a, a YRC or FedEx, or Walmart, and don't get intimidated by the size because small carriers can make a difference too. And these gentlemen, they're making comments, and some people might be saying out there, well, we don't donate anything. Trust me, every trucking company, if you really look at what you do, you give back to the community. And keep doing that. So it might be a high school, it might be whatever it is locally, small small trucking company, your 10-truck operation, you can do something for your chamber or do something at your school. Uh, before we go to the next question, just a quick comment. I knew we had an image problem about 15 years ago. I lived south of Dayton, Ohio, and unfortunately, well, fortunately back then, the principal called us and we're going to have career day. How many people have heard of career day, high school, bring truck out, that type of thing? So we're all excited, got the truck all washed up and everything. And he called about two weeks prior, and I thought, well, this is great. He's just going to confirm it. He says, well, Mr. Birch, I'm sorry to say that the uh, some of the committee members are parents, and and the parents uh, uh, looked, went through the list, and you got tool and die. We had tool and die. We got trucking, and we got some other ones. They really don't want to have trucking and uh, tool and die at this uh, this session. I said, what? They, they well, said so that the parents wanted financial and health care. So, all I'm saying is, I've been doing this 43 years, never missed paycheck, and it's like, hello, we can't tell our story. So that's when I knew 15 years ago that we've got to proceed on that, but on that mission, because every one of us. So don't let that be a negative. I, we did go back a couple years later and put the truck out there. All right, let's, uh, this one here is for all the uh, all the drivers up here. Where where do drivers go to look uh, to to get a job? Where, I mean, you guys got 12 million miles. You've talked to a lot of people. You work for big companies. Uh, shine some opinions, or you know, is it the newspaper? Is it word of mouth? Uh, where is it? Do you want to start, to Steve? Uh, I know what the experienced driver or the, the drivers have been in the game for a year or two. Uh, word of mouth with the drivers is is probably the biggest, in my opinion. Uh, truck drivers talk to one another and uh, they hear good things about what companies are doing, even small things about what companies are doing for their drivers. Uh, even you know just the just the littlest things, you'd be surprised about how truck drivers talk talk about stuff like that. So. It's uh, it's probably word of mouth in my opinion. Yeah, I would I would have to agree that of course your your new drivers you know they're probably everything they look at everything online that's that's where they get all their information your your millennials, um, so that would be the avenue to to get new drivers, and and Steve's talking about you know the, the word of mouth. Here's another opportunity to to have your drivers looking good so where when they're in a truck stop or they're sitting around at a shipper you know and they got your company logo hat on and they have a good appearance you know that driver that's not happy that's also sitting there is going to come up and ask them about their pay package and ask them about your company 
you know, so that's another opportunity to get that good appearance working for you. Yeah, back back to going to the schools and the, and the uh, we, we, we miss a great opportunity from the time eight, they graduated 18 till they can get their CDL. And, uh, you know, by getting your foot in the door, maybe uh, coaxing them out when they get into school, they can get them on the dock. A lot of, you know, FedEx has a, a, a doctor driver program, uh, YRC does as well. Uh, I think it's real important, you know, if you're, if you're, and I tell the kids in high school, you know, this is a great industry and it's going to be around forever. So that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good selling point. And, uh, you know, by going to the schools and just a career day or, or like you said, touch a truck, stuff like that, and get your company out there. So. Pass it down to Ellen. Ellen, got some thoughts? Uh, just pretty much everything they said. I mean, you definitely don't want to miss that opportunity with the schools. But, you know, the, the young generation, they're used to doing everything online. And, and to be honest, I think a lot of those kids are, are uh, that's where they're going to be looking. But you can't discount any type of media that you can get. I mean, any kind of any place that you can get it out there is obviously a, a good place to do but you're never going to replace word of mouth i mean you're, you're never going to get as good good a pr as what you will from your own drivers talking to other drivers yeah I, you know i mean all i can do is echo what they're saying but I, I have noticed that a lot of the companies that are advertising on their trailers if you if you run a cb radio you'll hear other guys holler at that guy and say hey man how do they treat y'all you know, is that a pretty good place to work? You know, can I? And so, I, I mean, it's, again, it's the driver sitting up there. It's his attitude and, you know, what, how he feels about things as to how that's going to go. So. Okay, you mentioned CB. What's that stand for? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I tell you, times have changed. Well, let me, uh, we'll ask all four of them this question, too. So, and, and we talked about it yesterday, and I, I got a couple thoughts on but I'll follow up after these uh, gentlemen. So what do you think drivers are after? Is it pay? Is it honesty? Is it the schedule, home time? Is it equipment? I mean, I, I used to recruit back in the 70s and 80s. I know where it was back then. But do uh, you want to start to dive sure. in there and talk a little bit? I mean, yeah. what are drivers, are, you know, what are they looking for? Well, I think pay is, is right up there. I mean, we all work so we can make money. Um, for me personally, it's it's like pays 1A and home time's 1B. Um, I, I enjoy my home time. I've been out here a long time, so you know I've I've made a pretty good living in this industry. So it's not as important for me to make the pay peak as it was when my kids were six or seven years old and I house payments and doing all of that. So I, I would say pays right up there with them, but. You got to remember these guys have families and and they got they got to have some what I consider quality home time. Not they're at home when their wife's working and the kids are at school. They need to be at home with their families so, ever so often. I mean this is a this is a lifestyle out here and it's it's different than anything else that you do. So um, they they need that little added time with their families. Yeah, I, th I think that uh, it, it really depends a lot on the, the individual. And I think it's very important to learn the individual. I mean, you got a young guy that's not married. He's, he, he's not going to care that much about his home time because, you know, what does he do when he goes home? He just wants to be out there driving. Um, however, you have, if you have someone who's got young kids at home or kids that are in school that are have involved in different programs and different activities, 
that driver's going to want some quality time. Like Kenny said, he's going to want some quality time at home. Uh, and, and you and you'll have the that that few individuals that they just want to drive a big shiny truck. You know, so I think it's important to understand the the, the person that comes in. Uh, but it's it's even more important to be honest with him. I mean, if if you can't offer him home time, if you can't offer him, you know, every every weekend at home, you know, um, a, a good idea would be to try to look at some programs that will get him home. But but be honest, I'll, I, because you won't lose a driver any quicker than than to, to tell him what he wants to hear, and then he finds out, you know, 30 days later that it's just not true. Uh, so I think it really depends a lot on the individual. driving schools and recently I talked to the uh, National Association of publicly funded truck driving schools and you know they're teaching these drivers let's face it these four gentlemen here didn't have to worry about getting online there was no I mean I don't think any of you put your application in no. online did you just got rid of your flip phone okay so you know and, and this, is a, this is a challenge to this group because uh, as president of our company I know the recruiters are having a hard time because drivers of yesteryear it didn't matter what it took to get the job done they had to get it done and now we've got some owner how many people have got owner operators in Okay, I'm 70% owner-operator, so I can I tell people I talk out both sides of my mouth. we got company trucks and owner-operators. A lot of times, company uh, owner-operators, rather, have got their trucks almost paid for. So, I mean, so then they're maybe not as aggressive or they don't want to be on the road as much. But, you know, it would take 20, 30 years ago or 25 years ago, a lot of the drivers still had truck payments. They had large families. They were having four or five kids. Now, uh, you know, that doesn't happen as much today. So, I mean, it's a cultural change. I've noticed that when I go in, in different schools and, and different companies, uh, the younger kids, if you will, say under 35, male and female, um, they want the lunch bucket nine to five driving, and it's tough. I mean, I'm just saying that's what we're up against. I'm a realist, and I'm just saying it, it, it is what it is. And those are the things that, isn't it a shame that you go through all the recruiting, you put them back in operations, and the first thing you know, they quit because, well, I didn't. Uh, I can't work Saturday. I sure can't work on Sunday because I go to church. I understand that and I appreciate that, but th that's not the trucking uh, industry that we had before. And uh, those are the challenges that we're going to try to get into here. So leading into that, let's talk about uh, driver orientation uh, online where you don't even see the driver. I mean, what, you guys are the professionals. I'm a face, I'm an eye-to-eye -eye person. I like contact. So what do you think about things like that? Anybody have a... Well, I'm, I'm involved at the, in the orientation. Of, my company started this about a year ago, whereas uh, us as drivers, they engaged us. And, and that's one of the things that my company does well is, is, is engaging their drivers. And, not, and that's huge if, as far as retention goes. But uh, I'm part of the, the orientation process. And, and you know, trucking is a hands-on job. Uh, you can't do it, in my opinion, online. And then we, you can't teach them around, you know, how we do things in, in the yard. I, you know, it's just a, it's just a hands-on job. And, and as a driver, 
I mean, I, I can talk to the guy. He's not worried about, you know, management. He's he's an employee, and, you know, he's just getting on, and he's not anxious about that. Because I'm another driver. I, I, I have uh, nothing to do with that. So, anyway. Uh, but as a driver, I can, t I can talk to him. I didn't give him my phone number at home. I said, you know, if you need anything, let me know. If you got any questions, you get on the road, call me. I'll, you know, any anything like that. So I think that works well for, for our company. So. Yeah, be what he's talking about there. You know, if you could have somebody, a driver, that'd be kind of a mentor for the the new guy, somebody they could lean on that that is a driver instead of management. But um, overall, I think that the orientation, what what you did do online should be very brief because the personal interaction I feel that with a driver the more you interact one he can ask questions and get them answered immediately or online he's not going to be able to do that but but when you're talking to him face to face you know you're welcoming him to your team to your company and you want him to be engaged and be part of that team and I just don't feel like the online that you will get any of that it would be very cold uh, so I think you, you need that personal interaction for your orientation. Yeah, here, I mean, again, here's the thing. I mean, these young kids coming in, they're used to online stuff. They're used to doing stuff on the computer. They're used to doing stuff on the phone. Um, and I understand that. But but how how many of you are like me? You you, you know you call the bank just to find out what your account is and. And, uh, you know, you dial a phone and it says, uh, okay, if you want this, push this number. If you want that, push this number. And you push that. And it says, if you want this, push that number. If you want this, push, you push another one. And if you want this, and you eventually get into a conversation with your stinking phone saying, you know what, I just want to know what account is. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and I think that's what happens with the, with the orientation online kind of thing. I mean, these guys can get frustrated. Even the young kids can get frustrated with that. Because if they don't understand something, they have nobody there to talk to, nobody to, nobody to ask a question to. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that there isn't, you know, a small part of that that couldn't be done online because these kids are used to that. Um, but I really think you can't beat the, the personal touch because if, if you do have somebody who doesn't understand, they could take a text in different ways. Um, I, I just don't think you can beat the face-to-face. Yeah, I mean, I, I all I can do is just echo what they're saying. I I don't know if it, if it was my decision, it would, we'd go back to where the driver walks in, sits down, fills out an application, and he's actually just talking to someone. You see who you're talking to. It's not something on a line. I don't, you know, I made the comment a minute ago. If I'm online, I got bait on the line. I'm fishing. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't online. That, that's not me. So, well, unfortunately, hey, we're not we're faced with these uh, with these uh, situations. I was a younger driver. Can I add something? Sure. He's talking about online. We're talking about where do you find, um, you know, where do drivers look? I and obviously, you know, none of us have looked for a job in a long time, but I have heard repeat, repeated frustration of of drivers that are online filling out applications, and the process is is not user friendly. And it lasts forever, and then something goes blank and they lose it. I've heard that over and over. So your online application process needs to be something that you know that works and, and is fairly user-friendly. Yeah, I pick up on, on words and phrases. I heard mentor, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but I'll bring it up right now. How many people use a mentor-type system? Or so? You know, there's two schools of thought on that. I'll just take maybe 30 seconds. Uh, some of your upper management, if they don't believe
middle there, you know, you're not really sure. I don't believe in, in the fact that a mentor can probably keep a driver or correct. I'm, I'm always for a, a corrective action. You might have a problem. I mean, everybody has a problem with that first or second week in payroll. They have, they have a problem where to park the car. They don't know how to get a day off, if they, should they ask or whatnot. And a lot of times a recruiter doesn't have the time after they get them in or the recruiter has one response in operations, guess what, has another. So that's where those there's a disconnect. So being a realist, I'm just saying sometimes a mentor program is, uh, works out. Steve talked about that earlier. Um, let's switch gears for a second for retention. You know, a truckload, I'm a truckload carrier. Uh, it averages 100%, 90. I think Bob Costello yesterday said it dropped down to 86%. I remember when he mentioned as high as 132%. LTL is around 9 to 10%. It's interesting because some of those are union and some of them are uh, dedicated lanes and uh, they're home. A lot of those people have got city jobs and they're home at 5, 6 o'clock. So in saying that, we're really diversified, and that's why it's important that when you get a driver in there, that you sit them down and, and uh, tell the truth, right? Be honest. You know, we said a few minutes ago about pay. Pay was an issue. Pay is not always top. It's generally fourth or fifth, and these, these guys are explaining that. So let's talk about something uh, moving forward on retention. Um, can you guys give us two or three things that you think that companies can do to, re to, to definitely stay connected and keep drivers? I mean, on the retention side, I mean, uh, Steve, do you want to start off with, with that? I mean, what are a couple of things that uh, drivers will say, you know, companies need to do? Well, I, th I think it's just like everybody in this room and everybody, we, you know, we all want good pay. We want, we want, we want good, you know, insurance has been an issue for the past several years. You know, we want good health insurance. A, a good benefits package is, is huge. I mean, let's face it. Uh, but in, in engaging your employees and, and treating, you know, uh, different programs, whereas you can engage your, your drivers, uh, whether it be trucker buddies or, or truck driving championships or trucking against trafficking, you know, stuff like that where you support your drivers and, and stuff that they want to do. I, I think you'll find that a lot of guys want to get out in, in, the, in the community and, and do stuff with your trucks and, you know, different things like that. We all, we all do that. So, and our companies support us. That, that makes me feel engaged. So uh, just like the road team here, my company supports me on that. Uh, and that's huge for me. You know, we, uh, back when Yellow and Roadway merged, you know, it's nobody, it's not a secret that we took a pay cut. And I felt like I had the opportunity to go anywhere I wanted to go, uh, but I decided to stay at YRC because they're good to me and they treat me right. And I mean, I have a decent pay package. And uh, you know that a guy told me one time, if you're here for the money, you're here for the wrong reason. And and that he told me that 25 years ago, and I, I still remember that today. It's just like it was yesterday. So uh, that's huge for a driver. You know, stuff like mile, uh, mileage programs. Uh, you know, where you can give the driver a jacket or a hat or you know, stuff like that, shake his hand, buy him a cup of coffee in the driver's room. That goes a long way with a truck driver, I'm, I'm telling you, so. Don, you have thoughts on that? Well, just real quick, then, it's not going to be anything earth-shattering. It's good wages, good equipment, feeling like I'm part of the team. I mean, and that's, you know, easier said than done, but, but that's the, the, the basis of it. Uh, my, my opinion on that is is three things you lean to listen to the driver listen to what's important to him um, and, and respect that driver respect 
respect his his time uh, not just his time <coughs> even at home or on the job I mean but but you know how long he sits at a shipper you know I mean if he's coming in and he's complaining or he's he's got something he seems uh, um, you know a little bit distracted I mean listen to him and, and respect what he says uh, and, and as as Steve said you know rewarding the driver and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you know a money a monetary I'll tell you what you, you I when I used to haul oversized loads we used to carry a box of hats with us and we'd, we'd have police escorts and I'm telling you what we hand out a police officer a hat and there was nobody got close to us I mean, you know it's just something simple a, a letter sent to his house to his to his wife or to somebody that says you know what this you're you know he, he did a good job of it you know and listen to that driver so um, just a little bit of patting on the back as Steve said oh my gosh goes it goes huge yeah you know Alan said um, respecting your drivers and that's that's comes to us pretty naturally because when you walk into one of our dispatch offices one of the first things you see is a big sign that says respect for the individual that's just one of Walmart's core beliefs, and 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 they practice it. Um, but, but I mean, they do so much stuff for. I mean, just like quarterly cookouts. We have a quarterly cookout every quarter. We're gonna have a cookout for all the drivers. Um, we do incentive programs as a group. If we reach uh, five million accident-free miles, they'll have a cookout, and then we'll get some sort of little gift, a flashlight or something like that and then it then it goes on two million mile increments and, and you know they are not spending a lot of money but they're creating a very safe atmosphere and plus they're they're creating that atmosphere where where guys are they're satisfied where they're at and and I think that's that's what you're looking for is a guy that's satisfied he's not I can't tell you the last time I looked for a job I'm I've been satisfied ever since I went to well, and then like he said earlier, they do so many things with programs to try and work around what works best for us. We want two days off, three days off, or a week off, or you know we have week on week offs. We have in my facility, we got one guy who works three days. He comes in works Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's that's all he works, and it allows him to keep his insurance, and that's all he's after is is insurance, you know. I mean, he's ready to retire, but that's that's it. So, I, I think just respecting your drivers and, and seeing that they're satisfied is is big for me. Can you pass that down? I think we got to, Steve's got to follow. You know, you don't have to spend money uh, to do that sort of thing. I remember probably 20 years ago, I had a boss, great guy. Uh, I went I went to get my check. We had it in like a uh, file deal where you go to your name and pull your check. There was a note in there. Come see me. Well, I'd made a delivery a couple weeks before that was a critical, time critical, and had to be that anyway. Got that done. And so I went to the boss's office. He said, I, here's your check, but I just wanted to catch you and, and tell you thank you for what you did. He said, that was, that was a huge shipment. We got it on time. Thank you. And he gave me my check. And I, but he made the effort to put a note in my, so he would, to just thank me, you know? And I, I remember that like it was yesterday. So. Stuff like that is huge for us, so it didn't cost a dime.